0: I think that we should just isolate your... Oh, just do it like four times.
1: No. Oh! I'm not doing it again.
0: From the field to the hardwood, flags are sure to fly when these two are involved. You're listening to Sideline Warning with Christine Butterfield and Ryan Chapman, presented by the Highball Network.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Sideline Warning Podcast. I am Christine Butterfield, alongside the one, the only, the non-impressionable, talented Ryan Chapman.
0: Non-impressionable. What is
1: not talented at impressions? I was trying to figure out. Okay, I was like, not impressionable
0: makes me sound like I'm just bland. And then I said,
1: talented. Like not, um, not impressionably talented. Not impressionably gifted. Is that better?
0: I don't know. I feel like when you say not impressionable, that means like that you're bland, that you don't like leave an impression on anyone. Yeah, but you They're know what forgettable. I'm to, Well,
1: I mean, you kind of are, but you know what I'm mm, trying to say. The truth comes out. You know what I'm trying to say, I actually though? don't. <laughs> I know you do, so I'm moving on. This upcoming weekend is a pretty serious and pretty, you know, big event happening. I don't know if you've heard, Ryan.
0: It's kind of super- one would say. One
1: might call it super.
0: Are, are we allowed? To, do we have to be like it's the big game? Like, is that like a sponsorship thing, or is it only in like ads you have to say like the big game this weekend, and you can't I think say it's, Super Bowl?
1: I think it's a cliche that we have to hit. It's the big game. No,
0: there's def no definitely like if you're selling an ad and you're just like you know the big games is Saturday because you're profiting off of it, you can't use the phrase Super Bowl because it's licensed. So that's why like if you listen to commercials and stuff. For, like, wings or whatever. Like, it's, hey, come in for the big game. You know, you want it. Because, like, they can't say the word Super Bowl.
1: How did I not know this?
0: But I don't think that applies to us.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Because we're not, like, this isn't an ad selling something. We're just. We're just talking. We're just podcasting about the most boring Super Bowl that we're going to have. Well. In forever.
1: Yeah, Since I do Since the
0: Patriots last played in the Super Bowl against the Rams.
1: <clears throat> right. Um, We can say, though. It's the Super Bowl, and there's going to be a lot for us to get into, not just sports-related, but, of course, we're going to start off with the matchup because it's the most important part of the Super Bowl. Duh. The big game. So we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, you have Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Now, Mina Kimes, someone I follow very religiously, football guru, if you will, she kind of brought up this point where she said, you know, quarterbacks don't play against quarterbacks. They play against defense. That's how games work. Let's stop saying it's a quarterback battle. But I don't I don't know, Ryan. I feel like it's kind of going to amount to how, how much can Patrick Mahomes pull off like we're used to seeing him pull off? Like how many crazy passes can he make? And what can Tom Brady to do to combat that?
0: Well, I – I don't necessarily disagree. Like I get that literally quarterbacks don't play against each other. Yeah. But if you're in a Super Bowl and Tom Brady's on the other sideline, like there's an added pressure on you because you know that guy. If you give him the ball with three minutes left in the fourth quarter, he's probably gonna win the Super. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, so yeah. like there's that kind of pressure. And then this is a this what makes this fun is because normally you would have that pressure of anyone playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl every single Sunday we see quarterbacks pressured knowing that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are capable of literally scoring a touchdown every time they take the field. So it's not a Super Bowl pressure. It's the just drive by drive, like you've got to put points on the board or you're falling behind. So I think that's what makes this dynamic so interesting because they both have an aura to them. Like, yes, it's been billed as, you know, the goat versus the baby goat or the goat versus the kid or whatever. But like, I don't feel like, for the first time ever coming into a Super Bowl, since maybe the first one that Brady played in, like I don't feel Mahomes is like in the shadow of all this pressure and having to deal with it, because I think there's just as much pressure on Brady and this Bucks offense to go out there and score every time they hit the field, because you're probably going to have to if you want to win.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. When you come to play against the Kansas City Chiefs, you basically have to play a near-perfect game. And I think that's part of the reason why, you know, Tom Brady and the Bucs lost the first time they had their matchup because he threw two interceptions. So when you're looking back on that game and looking towards this one, you have to assume that Tom Brady has to go in there with the knowledge that he's going to have to play every drive like he intends to score. And I'm not saying that he doesn't play like that now, but what I am saying is that he needs to be even more focused than he has been in the past – this whole past season even – and making sure that he's doing everything possible to score on every drive. Because Kansas City, I don't know how they've amounted to this, but like you said, Ryan, they're able to get to a point where if they don't want to score, it's like, okay, whatever. And the second they need to score four touchdowns in a row, they can score four touchdowns in a row. Like it's nothing. So that's a really scary team to play against. And even though Tom Brady is you know, the best quarterback of all time, You're playing against a really efficient offense.
0: Yeah, and the way to beat Kansas City is to not air it out, actually. It's to be effective, get that ground game churning, and to keep Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on the sideline and force them either A, out of their rhythm, or B, you have to force Patrick Mahomes to press. And literally only one team—like, we know that's the game plan— only one team was able to successfully do it. That was the Raiders, and that's a totally random uh, like ha ha ha, outcome. Like, because no one's pretending like the Raiders are like a great football team. They just happen to be able to to pull that off. And and we're not counting the week 17 where nobody's playing. But like Christine, I don't. I think you kind of gloss over the fact that the Chiefs absolutely pantsed the Buccaneers the first time these two teams played. This is why I don't think the game's going to be particularly interesting or competitive. Uh, someone was yelling at me on Twitter. The Bucks are missing two safeties. Yeah, the Chiefs were up seventeen to nothing, and then twenty-seven to ten, and then sat on the football. Your two starting safeties are not going to change that at all. Like, I get that the final score in Week Twelve was twenty-seven twenty-four, and Brady almost had the comeback. No, the Chiefs just sat on the ball, and the Chiefs were frankly bored all regular season. Because they're the best team in the NFL. It's not even close. They've got the best quarterback right now. And so this is going to be interesting because for the Bucks to win this game, normally, if you're going into a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, what do you want to do, Christine? Put it in Tom Brady's hands. The dude has won six. That's more than any player. You know what I mean? Like uh Tom Brady in his time at the Patriots himself equaled Pittsburgh for the most Super Bowls ever in the history of the league. One guy did that. But if the Buccaneers are going to win this game, they're going to have to turn around and hand it off to Leonard Fournette a bunch. And it's going to have to be effective. So I think that's the more interesting dynamic because I don't see this game being a, you know, a very exciting game.
1: Do you see, you know, like maybe there's a, a time where a special team's mishap could provide a turnover that could, you know, change kind of the direction of this game or maybe um, the Bucks' defense is able to force a turnover maybe in a fumble situation where um, if Kansas City isn't scoring in that drive, then Tom Brady can get some momentum going. Do you see a scenario where that could work for them or do you really think it's just as simple as the Chiefs will probably be in charge of the game
0: I mean, it's it's a big game so any t- any big game like that special teams absolutely can can bust the game open a big turnover here or there here's the problem when you play the Chiefs though it is more likely that you're going to turn the ball over because Patrick Mahomes hit somebody in the hands and they popped it up and tipped it and it was a tip drill interception or a fumble then like Patrick Mahomes is like gonna throw it to you Tom Brady threw it straight to the Packers three times in his last outing. That's the reason that that wasn't a, a total blowout, and the Packers were able to like get back in the game there. Like I just at this point in their career, I have way more faith in Patrick Mahomes to take care of the ball and be able to do what he wants to do than Tom Brady, and that's just because Patrick Mahomes is younger, more, more mobile. We've seen he's certainly creative and in, in how he gets the ball out, the kind of passes he throws. Like the only hope we have. For an aesthetically pleasing football game, is that uh, the Bucks get out early, which can happen because the Chiefs in the playoffs of the last two years. What do we know of the Chiefs, Christine? They like to. I. I personally believe they intentionally get as far behind as they can early, so they're just interested and in just trying to see how far behind can we fall. How far can we push
1: this record?
0: Exactly. Before we yeah. start to play football, like yeah. that's our only hope is that the Chiefs decide to entertain us.
1: This is a like very. I don't want to say personal because it's not my story, but this is just a personal anecdote of my father's. Where so my dad and his best friend growing up in high school were really great high jumpers. They both high jumped in college and they. Won't won, you know, big 12 championships for, um, I'll, I'll say it since I said big 12 at this point, but they won, um, you know, big 12 championships in indoor for high jumping. And so they were at the top of their class, obviously they would go to meets all the time and you can pass on heights like every single round. But the second that you decide to jump your first height, you have to make it or else, you're not counted in the meet. Basically, okay. So, um, let's say you're jumping like four six, and you or and you've passed like four. This is a terrible example. You're not gonna start off at four six, but you've passed four. Like you said, like like, you're I'm starting, not gonna jump you're starting four, Really low, yeah. Like, like they're saying like, oh, like here's the entry level four six. They're like, now we're not jumping. You get to like five foot. They're like, all right, we'll jump. If they don't make five foot, nothing happened. They were never there, right? So, um, my father and his friend would always just, you know. Like they pass up all these heights, and then this guy who thought he was hot shit would like come up to them on an opposing team, and be like, "Oh yeah, you guys, you like, you think you're cool because you're skipping out. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do every single height because I know that I can make these things." Blah blah blah. They're like, "You tie yourself out, man," and I'm gonna sit over, sit pretty over here and come in when it matters. And then they would beat them like, you know, like five rounds later because they right. were just chilling out. And that's exactly, I feel like, how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do. They're going to, you know, relax maybe first two quarters and then halftime. They're like, all right, now that we're down, like, 28, let's go ahead and just take care of the game.
0: Well, if they're down 28, then I, I don't think they're coming back from that. 28 in an NFL game is just insane just because of I mean, the dumb clock rules that they have. We're always rolling. We have to finish every game in three and a half hours, no exceptions. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't put it past them.
0: I would. I would put that past them.
1: Okay, interesting. So what what do you see this game going into? Like wh- what is the trajectory of this?
0: I think the Chiefs are going to win and we're all going to be bored.
1: Okay, what's your score projection?
0: I would say oh 31-24 Chiefs just because I think that they're going to be running the ball the entire second half. Like I I don't I don't see a way this game is close. For the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers have been best at airing it out to Mike Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown. If they do that, they're going to lose. Tom Brady, at this stage in his career, he is the best quarterback we've ever seen. Absolutely. He cannot outduel Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, because I-, I would not take any of Tampa Bay's players over skill players over Tyreek Hill or Kelsey. They have the best quarterback right now, today, in this game. So they've got the best quarterback. The best two wide, uh, pass catchers, wide receivers, whatever you want to call them. Maybe playoff Leonard Fournette is the best running back in this game. Maybe not. But other than that, like you're going to have to rely on Leonard Fournette, who hasn't done it consistently all year long, just over the last two or three games, to grind this clock out and continually move the chains. I just don't see it. And look, Mahomes, I don't care who was gone. If he throws for 462 yards against your secondary, you have problems. That's what he did earlier this year, and they played the game in November. It's not like it was a, oh, it's week three. The Bucs were still trying to figure out who they were. No. Like, the Chiefs, no. the Chiefs had one of the greatest offenses we've ever seen last year, and this year they've gotten even better. Their offensive line is better in pass protection. Okay, so there's, there's your one advantage for the Bucs is they've got the best pass rush in the playoffs. Guess what? The Chiefs might have the best offensive line in the playoffs. The oh, Kansas- I think they do. Yeah, like the Kansas City running game, it was very meh last year, this year, it's middle of the road, but it's gotten better. It's jumped from, like, 22nd to, like, 16th. Like, I, I, like this offense has gotten better in every single way since last Super Bowl. Yeah, if Garoppolo was better, they might have, would have lost last year. Guess what? They are better this year. Like, I just – I don't see anyone beating this team. Like, it's this might be the greatest offense it probably is that we've ever seen. So –
1: yeah, I I do think that they're going to win. I just think it will be a little bit closer than what you said. So I like the thirty one for the Kansas City Chiefs. I am going to stick with that as well. But I think it's going to be closer. So I am going to go with. I am going to go with twenty eight for the Tampa Bay Bucks.
0: So thirty one, twenty eight. Final. Final. Final answer. Gotcha. And and here is the other thing too is
1: because I don't think I don't think that Tom Brady would get in a world where he couldn't say like he almost. One, you know what I mean? I don't
0: think it's gonna matter. <laughs> like,
1: okay. well,
0: he's he's on the other side of forty. Like, it's it's not like Tom Brady can physically will them to victory if he wants to. He, he just doesn't have the arm strength to to push it. Down I didn't say field. will
1: them to victory. I'm saying like I think that he would do everything in his power to get it to be as close as possible. Well,
0: I, he, duh, I feel like every player on the Buccaneers is gonna do everything in their power to. Well, I. W- No, like like, I know, but like I don't think it's what I'm saying is it's futile. I don't think it's going to matter. Like it doesn't matter how well Tom Brady plays. It is going to be on if Patrick Mahomes turns the ball over or not. If Patrick Mahomes does not turn the ball over, this game will be close. So whenever I
1: was talking about turnovers earlier, I was not saying that it would be in a um, Patrick Mahomes passing situation. The only place I would see a turnover happening for the Kansas City Chiefs offense would be in the run game and or a
0: yard after catch like after the receiver has the ball yeah and gets it gets stripped downfield
1: yeah that's the only time i see that happening because patrick mahomes is too accurate for that to even be a possibility so i think that you know a player could get stripped or um it could be one of those things where like right before his knee touches the ground it pops out of his arm and or a running back's arm and then you know tampa's able to just pick it back up
0: yeah i mean and and that's kind of like I was saying, like it's a big game, so stuff like that can flip it, or something as simple as um, Mahomes and the receiver aren't on the same page. So even though Mahomes throws like a perfect ball to where he thinks the receiver is going to be, nobody's home and it goes straight into the hands of a safety. Something like yeah, all that stuff can happen. I just don't believe it will. I like people forget Super Bowls are not often great football games. Like there's a ton of hype around them, but I feel like it's we get two or three years of boring. We get a blowout, then we get like a good game or two. It reminds
1: we, me of New Year's Eve. Yeah. I feel like New Year's Eve is the biggest letdown of all the holidays. We're all, you know, you where you're always hyped hype it. It's it. like, oh, yeah. it's the new year. We're gonna ring it in. We're gonna party hard. And then the next day, you're like, oh, I mean, that was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Like, but there hap- were a lot of regular season games that were technically better than the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, like this, this happens a ton. And and like, just because you get the two best teams on any given Sunday doesn't mean you're gonna get. A great football game. We've been blessed with some really good ones over the last couple of years. Last year's was awesome. The Patriots-Ram game, like I said, sucked, but uh, Patriots-Falcons was incredible. Patriots-Eagles was awesome. We're due for another dud, and I think Kansas City is motivated, and they certainly have the firepower to make us all fall asleep.
1: There you have it, kids. I don't think we can talk much more about the Super Bowl because Ryan is set in his ways.
0: Well, look, I hope it's an entertaining game. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. The most entertaining thing we'll have is Gronk trying to speak English in a post-game or a pre-game press conference. Um,
1: Absolutely false. I think the most entertaining part of the game will be seeing how the prop bets play out and also seeing what Super Bowl commercials actually go Live? I was gonna say like
0: What 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 ones will remember forever.
1: Forever and ever. Yeah.
0: Okay, well fine. Super Bowl spectacular, you wanna talk about that stuff instead?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs>
0: We love the whole Big 12, and we are available everywhere that podcasts are found. So go and find the 1012 Podcast and subscribe today.
1: All right, we've already talked about the matchup this weekend. What we need to get into, though is the best commercials of all time.
0: This is the only thing I'm excited for Sunday actually. Like this is <laughs> I'm this... excited
1: to watch my team but also excited for the commercials.
0: We got through an entire segment. This is a lose lose situation for me. Either Tuck Rule Tom gets another Super Bowl, F my life, or <laughs> the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes get another Super Bowl, F my life. Like I'm I'm not excited. So like I like guys I know that I I was just a wet blanket earlier. I want, more than anything, an awesome game. Last year was incredible. It was a similar situation. I hated both teams. At least give me a good game. What Ryan's trying
1: to say is he hates everyone.
0: Yeah, basically. (laughs) But I hate both of these teams a lot. I Just just give me a good game. One of them's got to win. Fine. Give me a good game. But what I'm most excited for is when the game goes to a timeout, when we have the heralded uh, score commercial kickoff Commercial that lineup that just infuriates everyone. That's okay. This is the one time a year the commercials are better than the game.
1: How dare you say that? You know I hate those chicks that are like, I only watch the Super Bowl because I just want to see the commercials. That's
0: the only reason I'm watching this weekend, and because I,
1: you're like a teenage girl now.
0: I I'm only watching the Super Bowl because it's my job. Like I have no interest in this year's game whatsoever. If if it wasn't my job, I wouldn't be watching.
1: All right, let's get to the commercials then, because <laughs> I'm tired of hearing r- about Ryan's moodiness about my Chiefs. But you know what? Yes, I want lifelong get into, Chiefs fan
0: Christine Butterfield.
1: I want to get into uh-huh. one of my favorite commercials. I not even of the Super Bowl. Okay, of all time. Okay,
0: so we're we doing our favorite commercials that have already happened.
1: So I have I've collected a list of the best. So I mean, so-called best Super Bowl commercials. Okay, and we're starting off. Um, what do
0: you got? Is it a top 100, a top five? We got a what top
1: you... 10. Okay,
0: top 10. Okay, we're ten best off, commercials. But, we're,
1: but this is from 2010 and on. Okay, so mainly modern because, era. Modernly because
0: Monly because. Mainly. Mainly. Nice. <laughs> ano I
1: heard modern, as I was about to say, mainly, and it just kind of came out together. It, look, it happens. It was like Mean Girls, Gruel. You know, it was like that moment.
0: Stop trying to make Monly happen, Christine.
1: <laughs> it's it's not, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Um. Top 10. Top 10 from 2010 because Ryan and I weren't alive for the other ones that people think are the best Super Bowl commercials.
0: Little known fact, I was born in 2005. (laughs) Kidding. Right. Kidding. Uh,
1: But anyway, this is actually one of my favorite commercials of all time. I quote this on the Daily. It was the Old Spice commercial from 2010 where, you know, the guy's like, now look at your man, back to me, back to your man, now back to me. So was this
0: the original, like, was that the... The genesis of this ad,
1: yes, of like campaign. I'm the man your man could smell like. Gotcha. Yes, this was cool. that was their tagline, and you know like he was he went from being on a boat and then he had like an oyster filled with tickets to diamonds and then he was on a horse by the end of it. Yes, it
0: was a fantastic campaign. It was and just the the deadpan straight face the whole time made it perfect. Yes, Chef's Kiss. Mwah.
1: Love that commercial. I can't speak highly enough about it.
0: Yeah, it, it's outstanding.
1: Another one from 2010 that was one of the bigger commercials of that year okay. was Snickers. I don't know if you remember this
0: Was one. this the Was this the OG you turn into whatever when you're hungry? You're not
1: you when you're hungry? Gotcha. Yes.
0: You know what makes me feel old now? I know I'm not old. But that ad campaign is now 11 years old.
1: I know. I thought it was much younger than that because I was looking back at these commercials and I thought this started like five years ago.
0: You're just like, no, nope, 2010. Nope, 2010. Time flies. You know, I don't think it helps that this last year has been a decade in itself. So we're all just like- <laughs> True. Just like we're really, all crawling just, to the end.
1: Yeah. But this one actually uh, starred Betty White.
0: Yes. Because was- that was- that yeah. was the original one. Is that it's Betty White and
1: playing football? Yeah. And he's like you. You play like you're playing like your sister. You're playing like Betty White. He's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, honey, eat a Snickers. Exactly. It, it was so good.
0: Still haven't had a Snickers. I've never had a Snickers. What? Yeah.
1: I have one in my bag right now. Do you want to eat it? No. I'm making you eat it for the pod.
0: I don't care. To, I don't care to try a Snickers. It's just a chocolate bar.
1: I have it in my bag right now.
0: See, I always. We were a Twix family, and they're pretty much like the same thing, right? Oh, they're, they're similar different. enough.
1: First of all, I love Twix, so don't get it twisted. I'm a Twix v- are great. I love Twix. Yeah,
0: I Christine, I'm not gonna eat the Snickers Why? bar. It doesn't fit my diet. I'm on a diet. It
1: says satisfied.
0: Okay, well, I I would hate to take away your satisfaction, so. I appreciate the Snickers bar offering, but you can Polls go ahead. Polls going out on
1: Twitter, is Ryan lame for not eating a Snickers? Probably.
0: See or if,
1: should Ryan try a Snickers before the next pod? We're putting out two. I was like, see so if I is, care. First of all, po- poll one, is Ryan lame for not eating a Snickers?
0: Probably. I'd probably vote yes in that poll. Am I eating second the Snickers? Poll, no, I'm not.
1: Second poll, should Ryan eat a Snickers before the next pod and review it? I'm going to put them both out on the Sideline Warning Podcast Twitter feed. That's okay. going to be at SidelineWPod. So please go follow that. Please go vote because also, this needs to happen. I'm also, very serious about it.
0: retweet to your friends.
1: Oh, also Spread retweet the and word. comment. Yes. Spread the word. Yes. So there's also another one that was supposedly, you know, popular, but I don't really remember this. It was a Volkswagen commercial. This is now jumping to 2011. I know. Okay. Whole year. And uh, it was centering around, I think this was, I guess this was the year when the first new Star Wars movie came out. Okay. And they had a kid dressed up as Darth Vader trying to like, he was putting his hands out as if he was trying to use the force on a lot of different objects. And then the Volkswagen pulled in to the drive and the car, and the dad like turned off the car, but he went inside. And then the kid like put his hands out. and the dad like started the car from the window so the kid thought he started it
0: yeah I don't remember this I don't one. remember it at all all right we're kicking it out the top so, 10 list definitely not in the top so 10. long Volkswagen
1: I was gonna say you were loved but you weren't <laughs> you know I think that's the point yeah you were you were forgotten anyways you, yeah you
0: were incredibly mediocre congratulations y-
1: congrats next one though I remember this one vividly and I love it mainly because I love dogs okay this one is now 2014 Budweiser commercial
0: Ah uh, yes, any good Budweiser commercial?
1: Yes, and it was when there was like a Labrador puppy that would go up to a Clydesdale, okay, and like kind of play with it, and then because the the puppy was like this woman's dog, but right. then the the guy had the farm with the horses and yeah, stuff. it
0: was a play on their so, classic Clydesdales commercials, and they were adding a puppy.
1: Yeah, and then but then whenever the dog would the dog would run over to see the horses, so like the guy would always have to return the puppy to the woman. Yeah, so then like. It became like a thing. A and love they story. Started, and yeah. Aww.
0: That's not my favorite Bud Light commercial or Budweiser commercial, but I'll put a pin in that to see kay. if it made the list.
1: Okay. So I loved it. Another one, Mountain Dew in 2016. I, I remember this one was really popular. I hated it.
0: Which one was it?
1: It's called Puppy Monkey Baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That- and that, It was like it was a funny. pug face
1: with a monkey body, I think, and then baby legs.
0: Yeah, and about going viral, I, like it was funny the first time. Here's the problem I have with a lot of Super Bowl commercials, and that what makes that's what makes a great one is that it's fine on the day of the Super Bowl, and then in perpetuity, I'm just annoyed when it's yes. on my TV. That is one that annoyed me. But I, I remember loving it the day of.
1: I just remember thinking, what did I just watch? And then got annoyed if I saw it again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, fair. That's how I thought about fair. it. Yeah, That's how I felt about it the second and third. I'm just like, what? Mm, okay, this made sense when it was just trying to stand out on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it did not make sense anywhere else.
1: Definitely not. But now we're jumping to 2018. Okay. And this was a Squarespace commercial starring Keanu Reeves.
0: Ah. Beautiful. Do we remember this one? Yes. Yes. We love Keanu.
1: We do love Keanu. So, that was a classic one, but I'm moving on to this in its category is my favorite one of my favorite Super Bowl commercials of all time. Okay. This happened in 2018. If I told you it's Do you know who David Harbour is? No idea. Oh my gosh. Well, this as Does soon as I say the Harbor company Freight? He does not. Okay, then I'm out.
0: Um, For these reasons, I'm out. I'm
1: out. <laughs> uh, if when I tell you the company, you'll already know what it is. But it was the Tide commercial that came out in 2018.
0: Is it Tide Pods? Don't eat Tide Pods.
1: No. Oh my oh. gosh. So basically, they just they started off with like a basic Tide commercial, but then the rest of the commercial was just pulling off other companies like classic commercials and then turning it into a Tide ad. So, like, this Tide ad lasted. This is a Tide ad whatever.
0: Yeah. No, it's (laughs) Tide. I still have no idea what, like, I'm aware of, like.
1: It was just that their clothes are the cleanest. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm aware of the, the this is a Tide ad tagline. I remember seeing those commercials. I couldn't tell you a single thing about any one of them specifically, though.
1: Well, you know what I think is so genius about it? They were like no one's going to remember the actual product we use. So if we just say our name a bunch, they're going to see our like our whole like shelving of product just in in Walmart and just buy Tide. Yeah. I thought it was genius. And I and I that was my favorite well, commercial. Well no,
0: and like here's the thing. Like you said, I I remember the tagline. This is a Tide ad. So if you're a marketing company, good job. Gold star. Way to go Tide. I still don't think it's a top 10 Super Bowl commercial of all time though. What? No, I are I can't kidding? remember the commercial.
1: Oh, I remember. I re- when I saw, I already knew it was going to be on the list because I remembered this commercial, like vividly.
0: Yeah, I like I don't remember the commercial at all. So like, if, I laughed
1: if, so hard.
0: If I can't remember like anything about the commercial other than the this is a Tide ad, then it's a good commercial, not a great Super Bowl commercial.
1: Oh well, I thought it was. So mm, I guess not. Next one. The last two are that are on the list are both from twenty twenty. Okay. So these are both from last year. And this one is the SMAT pack. Do you remember this the commercial? What? It was for the smart park. For what? It was the smart car that had smart park in it.
0: No idea. Oh my god. No you idea don't, you're don't know this commercial? About. No, I have no idea what Jeez, you're talking about.
1: Jeez, they got it. So they got John Krasinski, this chick who uh Who's, what's that character from SNL where it's like wah, 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 and it's like the
0: Debbie Downer? Yes,
1: they got the Debbie Downer chick Okay, and people that like have a Boston accent and so they just kept saying like smat pack in like that voice over and this over sounds again. sounds incredibly dumb. Yeah, I thought it was annoying. And
0: I have removed it from my memory as you can tell. So <laughs> I'm just like what are we doing? Yeah, what are Ryan's
1: we- definitely blocked that out. This, this last one, I hated. Okay. And I didn't hate The cons – I didn't hate, like, what it – like, this commercial's, like, objective, I guess. I just hated how it ended up looking because I thought it was weird. Okay. But this was a Rocket Mortgage commercial with Jason Momoa. Do you know who that is? Is
0: that the Aquaman dude? Yes. Okay.
1: Do you remember this commercial? No. Okay. So he (laughs) – you are so helpful right now.
0: 2020, I I guess I just – blocked out the whole year. Yeah, I'm just like, I I don't care. It's coronavirus. (laughs) <laughs> what hap- what probably happened is the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, so I just don't remember the game. Like people tell me last year's game was a good Super Bowl. I couldn't tell you. I don't know a single thing that happened.
1: I forget, honestly.
0: Damian Williams got robbed Actually, of the MVP, I, I think, is the headline. Or maybe he won the MVP. See, I don't even know. Damian Williams played well. Former Sooner. Shout mm-hmm.
1: out. Whatever. Uh wasn't wasn't the Super Bowl on my birthday last year? Am I misremembering this? Maybe. I think it was.
0: Congrats. Oh, happy birthday to Christine. Good job fishing that out. Christine had a birthday this week. I won't tell you guys what day. I hope you had a happy birthday. Hope it was good. Yada, yada. I did. swordfish. Good swordfish in Oklahoma? Where do you find a swordfish in Oklahoma? Flint. Oh, okay. Well, shout out Flint.
1: Shout out to Flint. It was good.
0: We like Flint.
1: Flint, if you want a sponsor.
0: <laughs> yes. Flint, if you want this, if you're listening to this, shout out.
1: We will podcast from your restaurant every single episode.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So the last one is Rock and Mortgage with Jason Momoa, and he comes into his house, and it's basically like, you know, any time you go into your house, you take off your shoes. Oh, I think I remember this one. You unload, like, your okay. bag, your keys. Right. And then um, instead of, like, taking off his shirt, he, like, takes off his muscles. And then he just looks, like, super skinny on the couch.
0: Yeah, I remember this one.
1: It was very disorienting to me. Weird, but a good commercial. No, I didn't like it.
0: You didn't like it? No, I hated it. Okay. Well, I guess it's a bad commercial if I couldn't tell you it was a Rocket Mortgage commercial. Yeah,
1: I did not remember it was a Rocket Mortgage commercial. Fair. So... You failed.
0: Well, I'm just disappointed. It didn't have my favorite commercial. So my favorite commercial ever is a Bud Light commercial because it also involved a dog. It was this dude. He was throwing like, I don't know if it was like a tailgate or like a house party thing, but he he had the new dog and someone was like, oh, that's really cute. Like, what's his name? And he's like, the dog's name's is Wego. And his friend's like, why? And then he's like, watch this. Here we go. And then we go goes to the fridge oh, and brings this. them a Bud Light, and then he's like, "Does it work?" Like, and he's like, "Yeah, try it." And the other one's like, "Here we go!" And then he like brings them the Bud Light when they were in their you know Bud Light, "Here we go" phase. So that was my favorite commercial ever. That was a the go- Bud Light. I remembered that here one. we go.
1: Yeah, that was a classic. So That's did good. your
0: favorite commercial make the list?
1: Yeah, it was the Old Spice one. Okay, okay, well, good. Yeah, shout out list. Shout out list. Shout out and list. And then tied, but you don't agree. So. Yeah, I love. I seriously, those two, I love. But you know what? I want to get into. I mean, I, this probably is going to be more for prop bets. But I want to get into over under. How many progressive commercials do you think we're going to see in the Super Bowl? Two max.
0: Those are expensive. Like they're the the slots are very expensive.
1: Yeah. What? How much are they? They're. I know they're in like, like the millions, millions, millions,
0: and millions. I, of I know dollars. it's like
1: fifty six million, maybe, or maybe is in the billions these days. I don't even know. I know they're they're sold for 30 second slots.
0: All right, so by Super Bowl whatever in 2015 XLIX, the cost had doubled to around 4.5 million and then by last year's Super Bowl it was 5.6 million every 30 seconds. So Five and a half to six million dollars for 30 seconds. That's a lot of money.
1: And that's not even to shoot the commercial. That's just paying for the slot. So you have to imagine, like, how much it would be to shoot these commercials.
0: Lots and lots of money. So, all the monies. But yeah, they'll be the most exciting part of the game. And this is why, Christine, Super Bowls like this that are just going to be absolutely mind numbingly boring because the Chiefs are just going to win. Like, I'll tell you guys right now, no need to stress. Chiefs are going to win. Book it. So, there's a great invention that can help you be entertained during the game, Christine.
1: What is it? Prop bets! The Highball Network is your new home for podcasts that meet you at the intersection of sports and entertainment. Featuring personalities like Christine Butterfield, Madison Morris, Randy Heights, and Ryan Chapman, the Highball Network will keep you entertained while delivering high-level analysis across the entire spectrum of sports. The Winning Women podcast preaches female empowerment and covers stories of perseverance and breakthroughs for women in sports. Sideline Warning delivers fast-paced commentary on sports all across the national landscape, complete with plenty of roasts. And for you Sooner fans out there, the Heisman Park Rangers covers the entirety of OU athletics, from football to softball and everything in between. Like the Highball Network on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Highball Network to stay up to date on all our latest projects. You can find Highball Network podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right, so I don't know if people know, but Ryan is our resident sports gambler.
0: Expert. No, I'm not a sports gambler because sports gambling is illegal in Oklahoma, everyone. Duh. But shout out to the 24 states across the country that do legalize gambling. So those of you that are in those states and nobody else, duh. Congratulations. You have a nice list of prop bets that can keep you entertained throughout the game. And, Christine, I've selected my favorite ones. I think there's seven here. Don't hold me to that. You want to see if you can make some money? Yeah, let's go. All right. So the classic... Christine, you are not gambling, theoretically, on the Super Bowl if you do not put some money on a true 50-50 proposition. That's right. I am talking, of course, about betting on the opening coin toss. So heads or tails, I saw a story, so I think DraftKings booked this, that someone put $5,000 to win $9,800. On heads, would you follow in that better's wake, or are you a tails gal?
1: I'm a tails gal these days. Yeah, I was
0: taught when I was young, tails never fails. So I always call tails in every coin toss I ever, like, get asked to call.
1: I used to to be heads, for sure. And I think when I started, it was after I stopped playing sports and started watching where I realized that it's definitely tails most of the time.
0: That is not true. It's a... 49-51 proposition. Obviously, 51% of the time, the side facing down when you flip it is the one that wins. Duh. So it might feel like Tails wins all the time, but I can assure you it's merely a 49-51 proposition.
1: Why do I even do this with you? This is so annoying. Like, I am, like, trying to have a conversation with you and, like, trying to interact with you and being like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I definitely think, like, Tails is the place to go, so I'm agreeing with you. And even when I'm agreeing with you, you're like, no, Christine, you're an idiot because you just said that it's going to be Tails most of the time when, no, it's actually 59, 40, no, 49, 51 chances because it's going to be, like, the side that's facing down, duh, but it's never the same side that's facing down, so, like, what the fuck is up? And you're going to edit that out because I'm annoyed.
0: First off, thank you. Secondly, I didn't say anything in like you're an idiot or whatever. You projected that onto yourself. So I
1: did not. That's a I personal your, problem no.
0: that you have to deal with. Absolutely because,
1: not. I feel fine.
0: Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. Anyway, I agree with you. Tails never fails. But it does fail 49% of the time if it is face up.
1: So we'll see if this guy wins, f- what, like, 9800?
0: 9, yeah, 9800 bucks on I just I can't $5000 on just a 50/50 like I wish I had that kind of money.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like that is a uh, stupid money to throw Like around.
0: obviously that guy is just saying I am willing to spend $5000 to be very entertained. I'd be willing to spend maybe $2 to be entertained That's... on the coin flip. Anyway, Christine yeah, it would be nice to have that kind of money. Okay, so the next one, this is one of my favorite kinds of bets. Unfortunately, this year, this game's already been scrapped. So there's already there's always NBA games on the day of the Super Bowl, and so you get fun stuff like this. Who will score more points, Damian Lillard versus the Hornets or the Kansas City Chiefs? Now, that game against the Hornets has already been postponed, so maybe they'll pick somebody else, but... Damian Lillard was favored by two and a half points on Lillard to score more points than the Chiefs. And I got to tell you, give me the Chiefs plus two and a half anytime. What? I, anytime I was going say go
1: Lillard. What? Anytime
0: I can get the Chiefs as an underdog, give it to me. I'm I'm putting all my money on that theoretically.
1: <laughs> I was gonna go Damian in that. I, I was thinking for sure he'd score more.
0: Yeah, and it's th- this is kind of what I've always wondered: is like, do the players that are playing in the NBA that are playing on the day of the Super Bowl know? That, like they've been booked to like be the pace setter. so like I, like Kevin Durant was that guy right one year. I don't
1: think any of those players understand these kind of bets.
0: I would, uh, no. What? Gambling is a rampant problem in the NBA.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying that I don't think that they keep track of knowing if they're going to be a prop bet or not. Well, like, I don't That's think, what I mean. I don't
0: think they would keep track of it day to day, but if you're playing on the day of the Super Bowl, like there's enough people on social media that I bet they get tagged in something
1: maybe but you're also assuming that, that that means that they look at every single thing that they're tagged in on social media yeah
0: like i'm am ju- just saying that yeah it's just that they there's a chance they just might come across i'm not saying that anyone other than kevin durant like actively looks through everything they're tagged in but i just think there's a good chance they come across it
1: okay okay hit me with the next one
0: okay so this is another classic uh the Gatorade color once the coach Ooh, the winning coach gets yeah gets uh their Gatorade bath So the favorite is orange at plus 200, followed by red at plus 300. Water or clear is plus 600, followed by yellow, then purple, then blue. Now, this one I feel like is one of those Vegas has to have a guy. Like, Vegas always has a guy, but they have to know. I have to imagine that orange and red are the colors of the Gatorade on the two sidelines, and that's why they're the the top two color choices here, right?
1: Yeah, I would assume that, but I've just... I feel like I haven't seen colored Gatorade on the sidelines for a minute.
0: I, it's something I just, like, never pay attention to until the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, no, I always pay attention to it. Whenever there's, like, a time when someone's being soaked, I feel like it's always clear.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't all, seen, like, all for I can a couple, think of- like
1: for like I don't know I, I haven't seen every single time so don't like come at me but like I feel like every single time I see someone get doused in Gatorade or doused in like whatever's in there it's always clear these days which is so lame
0: I feel like I it just, should be colored I only remember seeing like ice like I'm aware there is a liquid I just remember seeing like the ice on the sideline you know what I mean <laughs> Like that's all I remember. So
1: <laughs> I just remembered the solid part of what was in the container.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I just I like that's the only thing that sticks with me. It's not the actual Gatorade shower, it's just the ice left on the sideline.
1: Yeah, actually. I'm gonna get me clear on that one.
0: All right. So this one this one's another broadcast one over under on Tony Romo saying the phrase Let me tell you, Jim. That is set at <laughs> two. So the over-under is at two. Give me the over. You want the over? I want I, the over. Yeah, I think this is an over city. I think that we should all just hammer the over together. Everyone go out there and bet the over on Tony Romo saying, let me tell you, Jim, more than two times. Give me the over. All right. So the, our last three are music related. Um, this is another one that's a classic. The over-under on length of the national anthem the anthem is being performed this year by Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. I don't Sullivan. know who those people so I'm, are. So Church is a country singer.
1: Ah, that makes sense.
0: And then Sullivan's like a, uh, I think she's a hip hop like soul artist. So first off, Church being a country singer, it's going to be slow because country musicians can't sing. Like they just can't. They, Especially the guys, they cannot sing. And so they have to go really slow so that their mental cognitive functioning can keep up with what they're doing. They don't have doing. a good
1: range either. It stays no, pretty moderate for the whole song, which is weird that they would have him singing that.
0: Yes. Well, I see. Here's my thought: it doesn't really matter who it is. A duet, I feel like, is just gonna take longer.
1: I feel, and I also feel like a duet with two opposing
0: styles, genres yeah,
1: is not gonna be good for anyone because R and B, soul, also very slow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and breathy. Takes their time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what's the length? Uh, Two minutes is what you get.
1: Oh, over.
0: Over, yeah. So then here's the other one. Odds, Eric Church wears sunglasses during the National Anthem. If you want to bet on that, $100 will win you $900 if you want to bet yes. Are you betting yes that Church is going to be wearing sunglasses during the Anthem?
1: I I can't say I know who he is, so I, I can't give any kind of consolation to people about this.
0: All right. I, I don't think he will, but uh, it'll be interesting. And then here's the last one. The first song to be performed by The Weeknd during we the halftime ta- show. We
1: haven't even talked about The Weeknd doing the halftime show. I love The Weeknd. Very excited for this entire Super Bowl. This is going to be great for me. Please continue. Uh,
0: this is the only halftime shows I'm like excited for. I Because usually, like Super Bowl halftime shows, like it's not the artist's fault. Just like the time constraint. Like you only have like 20 minutes total for halftime ish. By the time you get onto the field, off the field, all that stuff, they get like eight minutes. You know what I mean? Last year's was awesome, but usually I'm just like, eh. Like I'm I was never say, excited for Last year's for was it. great. Like I, I, there are times that I'm pleasantly surprised by the halftime show, but I'm never excited for it just because it's such a hard thing to do. This year, if it's virtual, like I hope that they do a virtual halftime show because it like opens up. A, it gives them more time because they're not having to set up a stage, tear down a stage, all that stuff they would get more time and there's more possibilities you don't have to have schedules line up for just one day if the weekend wants drake to come in you've had three months for drake and the weekend to get together and record something you know what i mean
1: yeah that's true but i would i would kind of miss the authenticity of a like in person
0: super bowl i mean performance
1: like i i i like the in-person feel of it i don't like seeing i mean you're someone not on a screen you're not gonna
0: have people in a pit though
1: no, but, and like, we're not I gonna, like seeing we're not a see production. It on a, I like seeing a production. We
0: would see more of a production because, like, we're not in a stadium. So, at home, like, it's not like we're watching off a screen. Like, they can do more of a production because it's virtual than you ever could for a concert concert. Yeah, I don't know. And even then, you're not going to get people in the pit interacting. So, I, like, I sure don't want to watch the weekend on a stage with no one around him on the field. Like, that would be awful.
1: Yeah.
0: So, anyway... First song performed by The Weeknd. Now, it's kind of surprising. Blinding Lights is like the favorite, and I would say that would be the last song he would perform. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't think he'd come out with that.
0: Yeah, so Blinding Lights is the favorite, followed by Heartless, In Your Eyes, and then Starboy. Starboy's number four. I kind of think Starboy's what he would lead with. Hmm.
1: I mean, of that list, I guess. Yeah, you can always
0: take the field.
1: I, well, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you can always take The Field if you don't like any one of those yeah, four.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, I, this one's tough for me.
0: I, I would take Starboy. I feel like it's one of his earlier hits, so he could play it immediately. I feel like a lot of people who don't know who The Weeknd is would probably be like, oh, I know this song. So I feel like it's one of those things that sets that tone early. It's an upbeat enough song that it can get the energy up immediately to carry through a performance. Like I feel like it just makes sense because – like. It's not a new song, and it's not his most recent hit, so I feel like that makes it not yeah. the not not the song he's gonna close with.
1: I just don't understand why people would think that he would open with "Blinding Lights." Like, yeah, if, like if any like that's the closing song. Yeah, that would Everyone be my bad. Everyone's yeah. partying. It's it's super trendy right now. It's on a commercial these days. Yeah, like that would like, for sure
0: be my bet as his closer. closer. Yeah,
1: so. I don't know, but thank you, Ryan, for all those fun bets that will keep other people entertained during this game. That yeah, it'll be way more entertaining about. in the game because okay, the well, Chiefs are going to win. You don't, need, win. To, you don't need to say it like that. I'm
0: just saying, like if you're a, you can, if you're a you Chiefs can fan, you being
1: petty that you know your team didn't make it in Super Bowl much. That's did. not what it is.
0: I'm glad you can't wrap your head around why this game's going to be boring. I yeah, I'm aware I, that you're joking, Christine. I'm I'm aware. Okay. This game will be fun if you're a Chiefs fan and if you hate Tom Brady. Those are the only two ways this game is going to be fun. Otherwise,
1: Which usually I am, but shout
0: out prop bets.
1: Yeah, so usually I am, but this year, very intrigued by everything, and I can't wait to see how those prop bets go. Ryan, any parting words for the public?
0: I hope so bad that we come back here and that the next time you hear us on Tuesday – that I'm just like, guys, I'm sorry. I told you this game was going to suck, and it didn't suck. It was awesome. I hope so bad that's the case. Trust me. Like, I want nothing more than a fun, exciting football game. It's the last one we get for a really long time. So, You know what
1: I hope for the next podcast that we have? What? That you eat a Snickers. Vote in the poll again at sideline W pod. Please be sure that we're going to get Ryan to eat a Snickers because that is really all I want to come out of this weekend. For Ryan Chapman... At Raiders Ryan on Twitter, and myself, Christine Butterfield, at CB on Sports. We will see you next time.